listening to Ouija Broads. This is Devin. This is Liz. Liz, I want to tell you today about a castle in Washington State. Okay. I didn't know Washington State had castles. Well, this looks like a, apparently it, it looks like a Prussian castle, but it does not look like the medieval castle that I picture when I hear that word, you know, with like the, what is it, the crenellated rooftop? What do you call yeah, those weird okay. little teeth on the top? Uh, no, this looks like a big fat manor house with a turret, um, but it's, I guess, much more, well, it's Prussian. The guy who built it was Prussian. So he uh, was very rich and, and modeled it after the rich shit that was back home. Um, okay. I want to tell you about the Manresa Castle in Port Townsend. So my side of the state. Okay. You've been to castles. I've never been to one. But you've I've been to been... some European castles and I've been yeah. to some upstate New York castles when the Gilded Age people were like, oh, I can have a whole island with a castle. And I believe Shoot. the requirements for a castle in the Thousand Islands area is that it has to have a dungeon, a moat, and at least one tower. That is amazing. Okay, well, this place has a tower. It does not have a moat. And it has a room they call the dungeon, but I think it's just like a laundry room. Any room's now. a dungeon if you're mad enough. Good God, right? Any room's <laughs> a dungeon you're kinky enough. <laughs> I feel like we just kind of explained our personalities right there. <laughs> I think we did. I think we did. We we channel high emotion in two different ways. <laughs> Guess which one of us has a FetLife account? I was going to say, if it only has to have a dungeon, there's a lot of castles in Oregon. <laughs> Some of them are nothing but dungeon. Just, it's it. It's all dungeon. Did I tell you? Did I tell you about the uh, the sex club I went to in Oregon one Do time? Do you want to tell me about it on air? <laughs> I don't care. I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you more than I should on air. We went to. We I just wanted on the record that when I leave this stuff in and people <laughs> listen to it, they're not like, "Damn, Liz, what are you doing to poor Devin?" Yeah, whatever. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm open about this because I just like I couldn't not we were we were in Portland and Ron Jeremy had a sex club there and apparently he went to it every now and then so uh we went and checked out this sex club in Oregon and it was very disappointing it's since shut down and I can see why it was it was like you had made a dungeon in your own basement you know some of the rooms were just sheets the walls were made of sheets Oh. That's not a real room, Liz. No. That's that's cordoning off your dorm room with your roommate. That's 100% what that is. Absolutely it is. So that's the only dungeon I've been in. I didn't stay long, and I wasn't that impressed. But you've been to actual castles. Well, I went to a lot of Irish castles and English castles, and the English ones are more legit because um, Ireland kind of got crapped on and uh, had a hard time. So a lot of the castles that you'll see in Ireland are either totally wrecked or they are kind of revival castles. So they're things that people built in like the 18th or 19th centuries because they were really vibing on that whole castle thing. 
but regardless, they definitely always had creepy wax statues that 100% came alive at night. And so I was Ew, always really on edge whenever I was at one of those things. Oh, screw that. Mm. Gross. Oh, uh, did you ever, my favorite Irish castle is Leap Castle because it has that really gross elemental spirit, supposedly. Oh, did you ever go to Leap No, Castle? I, is that the, the little one? The little spirit? It's like the weird, the shaggy, gross dog, goat, weird, demonic elemental. No, I never went to that one. Is there a different one? What's the little one? I don't know. I saw a TV show forever ago that just scared the hell out of mm-hmm. me. It was like a little, like, waist-high, weird, deformed, unsettling creature with um, maggots in its eye sockets that roamed around oh, this castle. Gross. That's not the one that I know of from Lep Castle, but sure could be. No, this one, I the Lep Castle one that I've heard described as just, it smells god awful and it's shaggy and kind of dog like kind of goat like uh but it's supposed to be like bad news Mm. bears elemental spirit did i ask you already what's your favorite castle that you've been to Hmm. (laughs) oh my favorite castle that i've ever been to is bishop castle in colorado oh is this the one you went to with mm-hmm. Dot? Bishop Castle is one man's construction over the last 60 years. He got this, like, nice. this is 100% great material for the show. So he got this little bit of forest land, and he has been building on it eternally. And he works on it whenever <laughs> um, it's in season. And I will put up pictures, both that I took and that other folks have took, because... It's a tremendously impressive but unsettling thing. So it has, like, he's an iron worker. So he has, like, okay. big iron steps and a big iron cage. And there's a um, a dragon head that allegedly shoots fire out of it. Yes! And a bunch of local yes! stones piled up and a bunch of railings. And, okay. yeah, he ha- it started out as a cottage and when he was a teenager... And then he's been working on this ever since. And it's, um, I feel like I should put a little warning in there that, uh, he, so Jim Bishop wasn't there when I went there. (laughs) He's political, right? That's the warning. Yeah, he's a little political. He's a little bananas. And, you know, it's a fine line between genius and madness. And Jim built a castle on that line. But it's got, you know, stained glass, ballrooms, it's incredibly tall, it's yeah. it's really impressive structure, especially for something that somebody did all by himself in the middle of freaking nowhere. Right. And does uh, does he live there ever? Does he stay on the grounds? I don't think so. Um, okay. But I don't know. I remember, I remember when you went, you texted me pictures this must have been on like my nokia slide phone so i'm sure i had to like download these pictures because this was a while ago but i remember phone (laughs) yes shoot i loved my razor you sent pictures of the dragon Mm -hmm. i remember seeing the dragon and a a big castle gate looking thing yeah he was working Um, on a moat and a drawbridge when i was there yeah that's just cool 
Um, cool. But like you said, I mean, started out as a cottage, now it's a castle. Like so many of our obsessions starts real small mm-hmm. and then gets a little bit out of control. Yeah, and then it had all this good stuff like, um, here we go. Jim Bishop is creating, by the help of God, with his mind and body, this monumental art form for the good of all, open always on a true donation basis. And Jim also has a really complicated relationship to the concept of tax paying. So there's another sign that says, closed after dark, no drunk taxpayers, no alcohol. Here's another sign that will tell you some stuff you need to know. Um, Are you aware the American citizen has always had the inalienable right to travel? You have been brainwashed to believe that driving is a privilege granted by the state. You, citizen, in all caps, don't need a driver's license. Recent court decisions are proving that state legislatures have pulled a fast one on the American sheeple. Jim is one of those people that he gets pulled over and he immediately goes, am I being detained? Am I free to go? I would completely believe he was a sovereign citizen. Oh, I Yeah, bet. so there's some oh, constitution like- carefully written out on various doors and stuff. The local government don't want you people to enjoy this free attraction for many years they tried but failed to oppress and control my God-given talent to hand-build this great monument to hard-working poor people always open free. They could not control with zoning and other petty rules, so in August 2002, they tried to bankrupt and ruin and slander the Bishop family name by pursuing 35 criminal counts on false allegations. My God-given unalienable rights set forth in the Constitution have been violated. Article 8, no guilt until proven, so no excessive bail. This is like the only guy who talks about the Constitution as much as I do. Uh, Let's see. I am no flight risk, no court convictions. I am not a criminal. At doctor, at trial, a doctor, a forensic protestified that no gunshots in the castle and the prosecutor incompetent. So much like many extremely intense people, Jim assumes that you've been following along the whole time. And <laughs> you know exactly what he's referring to. <laughs> and he's just adding to the conversation you've already been happening. Uh, let's see. The jury ruled Jim Bishop not guilty all charges, yet when sentencing Dan Bishop on one simple misdemeanor, I don't know who Dan Bishop is, um, on the judge ruled that the sheriff pick one of Jim's guns. That is court-ordered theft. Help! (laughs) (laughs) I shouldn't be laughing because he's mentally ill, clearly. Jim started the castle, not his father, Willard. Jim's father, Willard, built this round part only, like this message is written on the round part. Jim Bishop has constructed by hand everything else. Jim started the castle. So fucking take that, Willard. (laughs) Take that, Willard. Fuck you. Willard didn't start the castle. Yeah, he didn't start the castle. He just did this round part. (laughs) I want that on a bumper sticker. (laughs) Yeah, also constitutionally, I guess everyone can visit the castle because of the First Amendment and also the pursuit of happiness, which is not part of the Constitution. (laughs) And then we've got some InfoWars stickers, some information that 9-11 was an inside job, and some yeah. confusing drawings of Vikings and some bikini ladies. So, in <laughs> conclusion, everyone should go to Bishop Castle always. <laughs> always and forever. Jim won't know you, but it won't matter because he'll just talk to you like you've been friends forever. He'll get you up to speed. <laughs> I don't think he holds it. Yeah, I will. 
<laughs> yeah, he will. He doesn't hold shit back. Oh, man. Oh. Oh, man. You know when he goes into town to get groceries, the clerks know him, and they're just like, not my lane. Not my no, lane. No, Jim, no. I don't want to talk about money again. I don't want to talk about how we need to go back to the gold I don't want to talk about state Jim. income tax. <laughs> Jim, I don't want to talk about taxation as theft. <laughs> Yeah, I also have one more piece of advice, which is you if you do go to Bishop Castle, don't then try to go to Cripple Creek, according to a little paper map that the bed and breakfast owner gives you, because you will go on Shelf Road and you will think you're going to die. I talk about Shelf Road all the time, because it's something that comes into my mind as I'm trying to fall asleep sometimes. <laughs> is it that bad? It's that, it that fucking scary? bad, dude. It's a one and a half car wide, um, dirt road, no railing. Like hundreds of feet Fuck down, that. like you're seeing the tops of mature pine trees, uh-uh. and it goes on for miles, and there's nowhere to uh-uh. turn around. You're like one side is the sheer drop, and the other side is the mountain, and you're going around curves no. and around curves and around curves. So you're just like honking no. your horn, going like, "I hope we don't both die. I hope nobody else is here." No, what? <gasps> no one else should be there, Liz, because no one else should be on that road ever. That road ever. should not be. No, good God, it should not be. There should definitely be a safety cone at the bottom, a blockade. I mean, I would take a wall. Give Jim 20 bucks to write a sign. Good God. Don't go on this. It's not just dirt for a little bit. (laughs) The government is lying to you. This is not a road. Yes. (laughs) Notice to taxpayers. Notice to taxpayers, no drunk taxpayers, no sober taxpayers, no taxpayers of any kind. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, now this episode should be a Liz episode, and I want to talk about Bishop Castle instead of Mansrea Castle in Port Townsend. Er, Not Mansrea, but (laughs) Manresa. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what was making you think of people being of sound mind. I just don't know. What topic could have possibly made you think about whether people are legally accountable for certain behavior? Thank you. It wasn't a Freudian slip at all. Oh, man. Manresa Castle. Good God. There are a lot of parallels between Bishop Castle and Mansrea Castle. Um, Not only that lovely sound mine slip, but Manresa Castle in Port Townsend, uh, you know, it didn't have bishops, but it had Jesuits. Mm. So we're in this whole Catholic realm, I guess. I don't know. Would you want to? Uh, we can just keep talking about Bishop Castle. I don't need to tell you about this place in Port. <laughs> no, I didn't prepare anything here. I'm just interested to hear about this. <laughs> no, I don't want you to prepare. I love it. You went on a rant <laughs> on this tangent, and it's beautiful. It's like you talking about the fish you. <laughs> you asked me what my favorite castle was, and I already knew the answer to that question. You had an answer, man. That was that was good. I don't know that I could be that passionate about anything you would ask you me. could if you'd been to bishop you castle <laughs> i could i really could uh talk a blue streak about that place oh man oh man man's Rhea. <laughs> i'm gonna do it again manresa castle in port townsend was built with a lot more uh planning and and purpose uh I just don't feel like my story can follow. Mine has ghosts. That's good. I mean, 
so that's we'll get into the spooky ooky parts of it um but uh you know manresa didn't have some guy getting mad about his dad willard building it uh the the, the castle which i told you before looks really kind of like a big manor house because it doesn't look like when we think of castle it was built in 1892 as the home for Charles and Kate Eisenbeis. 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 Uh, Charles was a prominent Port Townsend businessman. He originally hailed from Prussia, but he came over to Port Townsend and owned a bakery, a brickworks, a lumberyard, a brewery, a bank, and a hotel. Damn. Dude was rich. Um, he was so well-connected, wealthy, prominent, all those things that when Port Townsend became an actual city, they elected him the city's first mayor. <laughs> They're like, you own all the stuff, so... You own it all. We might as well just have you de facto ruler of this land, which might be why he decided, mm, it's 1892, gonna build me a castle. Yeah. Uh, this- <laughs> He's like, I am king. I am king of all I see. Uh, his home had 30 rooms. It was the, <laughs> this was a funny fact. It was the city's largest private residence. And I'm like, no shit it was. Are you yeah. kidding me? This is Most people are living in a closet. It would be notable if it wasn't. It would be, yeah. They're living in tents down by the actual port. They are stuffed into Chinatown, one on top of another. Uh, yeah. It, it, fucking whatever. So he built this, like, 30-room private residence, and the locals called it Eisenbeis Castle. Okay. Uh, He built it, well, he had it built with bricks from his own brickyard. Uh, It had a slate roof. He brought in German woodworkers to do this absolutely gorgeous wood work in the, uh, it's now, it's a hotel Um, But the common rooms, so not the guest rooms, but the common rooms have a lot of this original woodwork, and it's just gorgeous. Just incredible. I bet the people in town loved the way that he didn't buy any bricks from them or hire any local artisans. (laughs) Line in your own pockets over here. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, he dies, and his widow sells Eisenbeis Castle to a Seattle attorney who's like, you know what I'm going to do with this house? I'm going to turn it into a vacation home for Seattle nuns. Um, c- uh, continue. <laughs> Do nuns get to take a vacation, Liz? It's it's been a long time since I was Catholic. I don't think I've ever been Catholic. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, it's been a couple lifetimes as far as I know. Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah. I didn't know good nuns got to take vacations, but he bought it as a vacation home for nuns, and I guess nuns didn't get to... Didn't know they got to take vacations either. Because funnily enough, this venture didn't work out and he had to sell the place two years later. Well, I mean, nuns get to take Um, vacations in as much as when you're a nun. Like, in general, unless you're in a really certain type of order, you're going to have a job, right? So you're going to be a nurse or you're going to teach or you're going to run a soup kitchen or whatever. So you take a vacation from that. Or because you're with the church for life, maybe it's, you know, you need to take a break before moving on to your next assignment or maybe you're really really old but the thing about nuns is they don't have a lot of money yeah Yeah. how are they gonna pay for this vacation well okay whatever the hmm, he thought this through 
super well, clearly, because mm-hmm. he has to sell it in two years. But it was purchased by um, other Catholics. It was purchased by a group of Jesuit priests who established a teaching college on the grounds. That's their favorite. And they love it. Jesuits are all about their learning, my friend. They like turning cool buildings into colleges, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they built onto it. They added some dormitories for all these priesty dudes who were going to come live there. That's what they're called, uh, yes. Unfortunately, the priesty... I told you it's been a while since I was Catholic. <laughs> uh, they... Enough out of you. They... <laughs> Never. <laughs> I think it's kind of tragic. They stuccoed the outside, so this building all looked cohesive. So they covered up all of Eisenbeiss's brickwork. Um, no. Stucco. And they called it Manresa Hall... Uh, Manresa after this town in Spain where their order was founded. So the building today is called Manresa Castle as a portmanteau of its two names. So everyone who was living there at any point was pretending it was somewhere else. Mm, They were always pretending it was somewhere else, which is interesting, which is, I, I mean... They were pretending it was somewhere else, right? Like it was this destination. It's now a hotel, so it is in itself a destination place for living people. But I guess a Virginia psychic visited the building at one point, and she talked to um, the new owner's family, uh, Ashley Kahn. She talked to her, who's related to the new owners, and she's a front desk clerk at the hotel. But anyway... Uh, Ashley says that this, um, I'll just quote it for you. We had a psychic for Virginia who came here on vacation. She was ignoring the ghosts, but they wouldn't let her. They kept ringing her phone when nobody was calling her. She said they told her other spirits pass through the Manresa Castle all the time, almost like it's a hotel for ghosts. A hotel for ghosts! Oh my god, there's your Hollywood pitch right there. Boom! Uh, This place is supposed to be so fucking haunted. It is supposed to have a couple of permanent ghosts. It has this Virginia psychic who says that, I don't know, ghosts just get off like one of those trains in a Miyazaki film and come haunt for a little bit and then, whatever, go elsewhere. Devin, they get Um, on a ghost train. I'm disappointed in myself for not saying that. <laughs> but I really like the Im- the image of the kind of like spirited away bathhouse yeah. with all the spirits. Yeah. Yeah, right? So they get off this ghost train. They come. They have a massage. They go have a drink in the apparently haunted as fuck bar in the basement of the castle. They get some spirits. Um, they get some spirits list. <laughs> gonna lead up to that and you beat me oh (laughs) Oh, they get three sheets to the wind (laughs) (laughs) from drinking too much booze i like it i like it so much (laughs) it's so good oh we shouldn't be laughing because the two the two permanent ghosts we'll have to put a content warning on this because the two permanent ghosts that are supposed to be there are both apparently uh the result of suicides mm-hmm. um there's one ghost is supposed to be the spirit of a priest 
Um, the legend is that he was very depressed and, and hanged himself in a tower room, which is now room 302, and guests who stay there report uh, feeling his presence. They report footsteps. They uh, apparently have reported the sound of a rope creaking. Ooh. Uh, which is really grisly. And then one guest, at least one guest, has said that they saw a man in black standing over their bed. Ah! Um, I would just, I don't, I would like to think that I'd wake up punching. I think I'd wake up peeing myself and then just cower in a puddle. When I saw the thing over my bed that time that we were in Portland, I just froze Uh... and screamed. You screamed a lot. I remember that. And yeah. I'm really sorry that I just was like, Liz, fuck off. <laughs> we I were in a hotel really across bad. from a cemetery. God, and we didn't know that till the next day. And didn't you? I thought you said uh, it looked like a, a child kind of floating in the corner. Yeah, right? a little girl. Oh, God. Oh, God. And I never asked. I don't think I remember it being a little girl. When I pictured it, it's got black eyes and dark hair. Ooh, one of those. Fuck that. Well, the other ghost is a young woman who apparently committed suicide. The legend of that one goes that uh, she was in the building when she learned that her lover had died at sea. And so in despair, she leapt to her death from the window of what is now room 306. And in that room, guests report seeing a woman dressed in period clothing gazing out the window. Um, I don't know if I should give you more ghost stories or if I should give you a dose of reality first. Devin, Pina Gulata. (laughs) (laughs) I've been working on it for only 10 minutes. Moscow ghoul. Ghoul. <laughs> Why can't I come up with others? All, I, all my brain is saying is saying, say goulash. Say goulash. <laughs> no brain, that's not. That's not a spirit. <laughs> <laughs> Now I'm now I'm on the spot and I can't come up with I can't come up with anything good but those are both amazing. Oh, I could Remember only do it because we... I was sitting there listening to you and had nothing else to work on besides listening to you and trying to come up with that. It gives your brain something to churn. Mm-hmm. The monkey's back on the typewriter, my friend. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh God. Okay, well I'll go. Uh, yeah, you're on a on a bar kick, so. Uh, one of the, the supposedly very haunted places is the breakfast room and kitchen of this um, now hotel. Uh, they're, they're frequently described as creepy uh, that you find on all these websites as people just say that it feels creepy. Hmm. But guests and staff report feeling watched. They feel a sense of tension. Uh, glasses and dishes will rattle, doors will open, things will fall off of shelves. More than once they've uh, said that pitchers and glasses that are full of things just fall off shelves. Ah. Um, but the really thing that, the thing that really messes me up is that uh, people say that glasses have just been smashed in their hands. Ooh. You know, they're not like Hulk holding them. They are just holding these glasses and they kind of explode 
in their hands. That would be um, so unsettling. I would not like that even a little bit. That whole basement area. So you've got the the two sad ghosts upstairs, but that whole basement area is supposed to be, according to paranormal investigators, particularly the ones that are on, oh, what is that show? Oh my goodness, it's one that I don't particularly enjoy. I don't really like it. Ghost Adventures, that's it. Um, According to the folks at Ghost Adventures, they think that a malevolent spirit haunts that place because they interviewed one of the uh, staff members who said that she was attacked twice. And they, I guess they, they do a whole episode. So if people like Ghost Adventures and are interested in this castle, go watch episode, it's like season 10, episode 2 or whatever. But just Google search Manresa Castle ghost adventures and you'll come up with it but they hmm. they interviewed the staff member Mardella who says that you know she went home in the middle of a shift to change her clothes after they got soiled and she had a bruise on her that was the size and shape of a child's handprint oh so she goes back to the laundry room where she'd been working and she was like you know what ghost not fucking cool you can't do that you can be here but you don't get to hurt people yeah you don't get to bruise people and while she's calling this spirit out which is what a lot of investigators say you should do is Mm -hmm. you know if you feel like you're haunted just be like no this is my space you can stay but you don't get to be mean while she's talking to this entity uh she gets punched in the face (gasps) oh my god yeah so she's relaying this to the investigator who whatever i think is a smarmy dude who doesn't know shit? Um, I'm totally alienating our target audience and potential allies. I shouldn't say shit like that. But I just don't like his attitude on the show. And anyway, he's like, you know what? I haven't I haven't provoked a ghost in a really long time. Can you tell I watched this episode to get ready for this? Um, I haven't provoked a ghost in a long time, but I'm going to provoke here. Because I tell you what, there are two things I won't abide. And that's ghosts hurting women and ghosts hurting children and i'm like (sighs) dude tip your hat and suck your dick a little bit harder there like fuck you don't mm, cowboy up for the cameras now on the one hand i disagree with that approach on the other hand i find myself really willing for a ghost to hurt a certain man right now Right. Can I provoke you, ghost? But then you direct all your anger at this dude with too much hair gel. <laughs> right there. That God. One. I um, feel like half, more than half the ghosts we f- hear about are women and children. Right. Right. I. Women I love being it. ghosts. It's like our favorite thing to do. Oh, yeah. Shopping and That's- that. Shopping and ghosts. I would like to cook and do some... La- well, I mean, this ghost detector in the laundry room. So, wouldn't you assume it's a lady ghost? <laughs> Do you ever whiplash so far back and forth across ironic sexism that you lost track yeah. of where you were? Because <laughs> that's where I'm at yeah, right now. Tra- yeah. yeah. Anyway, so he's going to provoke... Like you have to explain anything. <laughs> so he's going to provoke a ghost. I stopped watching. That was 10 minutes into the episode. Into an hour-long episode. And I'm just like, screw you, dickbag. I don't... Mm-mm. No. No. We're not watching more of this bullshit. So anyway, other people can go see what happens to douche McHair gel if after he provokes a ghost in the laundry room. Um, I don't know. Maybe he drowns in Tide detergent. <laughs> but anyway, that 
is the the malevolent presence that's supposed to haunt this hotel. Um, the hotel has other examples of hauntings just in general. People staying in other rooms, not 302 and 306 that I mentioned. And they have a, like a lot of haunted hotels do, they have a guest book that is at the front desk that you can read other people's encounters and you can uh, write your own encounter. I found a link, I think it's hauntedhoneymoon.com, ended up taking pictures of all the pages in the book and then they put them up online. So I'll link that in the show notes so people can go read other examples if they want. That uh, sounds really cool I'm not gonna... as a site, by the way. Is that kind of like it offbeat does. pride? Hunted... Yeah. <laughs> it should be. Should be. Yeah. Deadbeat bride. No, not deadbeat bride. I was just trying to come up with ghost, and that is a word I don't mean. Uh, yeah, Haunted Honeymoon is just like destinations you can go for a romantic getaway if you also like ghosts. Excellent. It is a cool website. So I'll put it up there. You can go read these really difficult for me to decipher handwritten entries. Liz, here's my, here's my cold splash of reality. Uh, even though... The hotel has a long history of reported hauntings, and Port Townsend itself, actually, the, the city it's in, has this history of ghost sightings. Apparently, there's a um, there's supposed to be a Chinese man with a hatchet wound across his face that Whoa. haunts the port, uh, and other weird people, ghosts uh, walking the streets. Anyway. The there's a former manager of the castle, Roger O'Connor, who says that the Manresa ghosts are total bullshit, that they are pure fiction invented and perpetuated by a former bartender. He says that, like, in 1994, the bartender at the time, Nick Gale, uh, I don't know if he was bored, I don't know if he thought it would help tourism or or he was just a bartender and was high on his own supply or whatever <laughs> but uh roger says nick made up the stories about the priest and the woman who committed suicide and relayed these stories to guests to kind of prime them to mm. have their own ghostly experiences um and that he says it's it's totally made up that but I don't understand it because in the same interview, O'Connor says that he himself has heard, like, you know, toilets flushing and footsteps on the roof when there's no one around. But he doesn't think the place is haunted at all. Okay, dude, split the difference, though, right? Like, right. you can say, I've heard inexplicable stuff, but yeah. this guy made up a story after the yeah. fact. Yeah. Those things can go together. They can go together, right? Well, I don't know if this Nick Gale guy made shit up. I don't know if O'Connor doesn't like him. I don't know. But I want to include that, that there is someone who's willing to be called out, or who's willing to give his name and call out someone else by name, saying, uh-uh, these two stories originated with him, and they aren't true. So, hmm. because of that, the Olympic Paranormal Society did some research. They wanted to see if they could substantiate the priest and the woman. The Olympic Paranormal Society? The Olympic Peninsula Paranormal Society. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, were they scoping it out for the games? Or do ghosts have an Olympics? Like a 400-yard float? And like, how many glasses sticks. can you knock off a table in under a minute? Oh, 
what? They're just fucking cats. They're <laughs> assholes, right? <laughs> yeah, not many people know that most ghosts are actually cat ghosts. They're pretty much pretty much one and the same. The the Venn diagram of ghosts and cat ghosts, it's basically just a circle. You know? Yeah. They're just <laughs> shit. The Olympic Peninsula Paranormal Society. Uh, they looked into it to see, can they find records of a priest that committed suicide or a woman that committed suicide? Well, so what they found was that there was a priest attending the Jesuit school who reportedly died, Uh but he didn't die on the grounds. He died in the Puget Sound in the town. And they can't even, he's got a death certificate, but no body was found. So what was found was, right? What was found was the dude supposedly went for a swim. They found his clothes neatly folded on the shore, and they assumed he drowned, that he got caught in the tide or a rip current or something and drowned. Because they found his clothes, they didn't find a suicide note, but he was never seen again. But they were Yeah, because he got an extra outfit, left his priest <laughs> outfit on the beach, and later dazed his way out of seminary. <laughs> He did a Toby Flenderson from the office and was like, there's this girl I wanted to bang, so I dropped out. Yeah. I'm out of here. I'm just going to leave these clothes here on the beach so they can get them later. (laughs) Oh, they think I'm dead. All right. Even better. And that man became Raleigh Falker. I was just going to say, oh my goodness. Yes. It was in the 20s, Liz. It adds up. Whoa. Conspiracy theory time. Well, let's get... OPPS on this because I think they could make that Raleigh Faulkner connection for us. Um, you down with OPPS? You know me. <laughs> I'm down with OPPS. I was looking at Raleigh Faulkner's stuff again today because I was going back through my news clippings and Jesus Christ like I found a thing that I hadn't seen before where apparently remember how he married his fiance's little sister? Yes. Apparently they got one week into the marriage and he said I just married you for spite. <gasps> rude that is rude you don't take yeah. shit like that back she will always yeah. remember those words <gasps> oh I can't believe you missed that the first time cause that's cold blooded um, okay well we'll get we'll get OPPS on that they did also find they didn't find that a woman committed suicide they found that uh Charles Eisenbeiss's granddaughter, Lotta, uh, died in 1907 at the age of 13 due to a heart infection. Um, But she didn't die at the castle. She died at a Seattle hospital. So so basically the only part they could corroborate was a female died? Yeah. Yeah. But they did their due diligence, Liz. They, They showed us the evidence they found. They got receipts. They got receipts. Uh, so, castle haunted, castle not haunted. Is it even a castle? I don't know. I have no answers. But I think it's cool. (laughs) A lot of people think it's really haunted. Uh, A lot of douches with hair gels probably love thinking it's really haunted so they can go on their television shows and wave their whatever's around i don't know i'm not sure where i'm going with that sentence uh but port townsend is cool i've been to port townsend i haven't visited the castle um i want to now 
The rooms don't look like a whole lot to write home about, but the common areas look gorgeous. Hmm, the, okay. Um, yeah, the rooms are small, and they're weird, and they're not really decorated to the period, you know? They're just kind of white, tiny little rooms. Uh, hmm. But I do want to see some of that woodwork in person. Yeah. But Port Townsend is definitely worth it, even if their um, castle isn't haunted. The town is supposed to be haunted. The town has an adorable little, like, recreated area that I went to that's got, like, a fake mercantile storefront, but there's a mercantile inside of it, um, with at least two yarn shops, two witchy stores, and also this mercantile all in this weird little, like, fake turn-of-the-century village. And also... It is home to... Do you remember when I went to that book talk at UW by uh, Sarah Chrisman? She's the lady that... Uh, the bustle or the slate or somebody, they did that article on because she and her husband live like Victorians. Full-time Victorian lady! Full-time yes! Victorian oh my lady. god. Yeah. Well, Sarah and uh, Gabriel live there. I did I not know you, you had met her. <laughs> Oh yeah, I met her at this book talk. Um, I and I read her. I read uh, more Victorian secrets or Victorian secrets or something. I read one of her books. I think it was her first memoir. Um, <laughs> I do not like her on the page. She writes like I did when I was thirteen, and I thought I was going to die on the Titanic, and my diary would be found. And so it's super floral and flowery and effusive and there's such an obvious audience mm -hmm. that the writing is trying to attract. In person, she was a firecracker. In person, I liked her a lot and I kind of identified with what she's doing. Like, it's totally privileged white girl to be like, I'm going to take the good parts of a, an era where a lot of people had no rights. And I'm going to live those every day. I get that. Meeting her in person, I was like, you know what? You be you. You go do eccentric shit. And you ride your tall bicycle. And you wear your tiny little Gary Oldman in Dracula sunglasses. And you don't wash your hair. And you, you use lye. Like, you go for it. Um, so I would say I can't hate on her totally. Uh, now, when she does this, so she's kind of role-playing like a upper-middle-class lady, right? Yeah. Does she have some... Does she have somebody who also role-plays being her servant? No. No. Her, uh, her husband uh, helps when she needs help with corsetry or whatever, if she can't tie the laces herself. Uh, Gabriel helps her out, but she um, she's a masseuse. Liz, if I remember correctly. And that's how she makes money. She's a masseuse and, and now she writes, you know. But then also she and Gabriel give uh, lectures and stuff like that on living as Victorians. How do you give a massage she, when you've got a corset on? She does it. I mean, she, dude, when I met her in person, she did jumping jacks with a corset on. Whoa. Because this this woman in the audience was like, you can't do that. You can't move around. You can't whatever. And Sarah was like, well, sure I can. I can breathe. I can do all this stuff. And she started doing jumping jacks. And she bent down and like almost touched her toes. So, okay. and this was like real, I don't remember if it was steel or whalebone stays, but 
I mean, she did shit. She did more in that corset than I could ever have done in my fake-ass cosplay renaissance corsets. <laughs> Hot topic. Hot topic for the win, my friend. Um, yeah. I get a little... She She's chosen this... I don't know, dude. Like, you should be able to live out loud. You should be able to live whatever lifestyle you want, as long as you're not hurting people. And, like, I don't like it when people come up and touch my tattoos. I don't like it, you know, without asking. Mm-hmm. Like, it, don't. You're a stranger. Don't touch me. Um, if I get pregnant, don't fucking touch my belly. You know, like, I respect personal space. But she's obviously, she's living in a very obviously different way. Like, visually different way. And still acts really surprised when people come up and invade her personal space and I'm sure that that's exhausting Mm -hmm. but she writes so many like her blogs are full of sob stories like a woman came up to me and felt my corseted waist (laughs) and I'm like yes absolutely I would be pissed too she was just checking if you were a ghost dude yeah she thank you thank you she doesn't wear colors all of the stuff I've ever seen her in her oatmeal (laughs) so she could be like one of those grayscale specters you know, she's the beige lady yeah. of Port Townsend. So even if, I guess even if this dude made up the two main ghosts, I could definitely see a house that is this big, that has had this many people come mm-hmm. in and out of it, be a place where energies would yeah. collect. Oh, yeah. I could, I could definitely see it as a, as a candidate for being haunted. Um, but I don't know. I was kind of bummed to have, to read that manager just like shitting <laughs> all over it. Cause I really, I, 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 like if we had good evidence that ghosts were real, we wouldn't need to have a podcast like this about weird stuff. Cause they'd be mainstream, not weird. Um, but I, f- yeah. I feel I like all you have to haunting. say is, well, I've never I seen know. anything. I've never seen anything. Yeah, that would have been nice, Roger. I don't know why you had to come be the screen door on our submarine. Seriously. (laughs) (laughs) I really like the idea of a ghost hotel. I Uh, loved that. That, Yeah, this Virginia psychic, I wish they had named her because I want to go to whatever psychic blog or Facebook page she has and be like, no, 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 let's talk about this. Let's mm -hmm. talk about... A vacation place for ghosts. Yeah, when they're sick of haunting the same lighthouse or train or whatever. Yeah. They're like, I want to go to the coast for a little bit. Well, and that just opens up a whole other paranormal can of giant Palouse earthworms. Because <laughs> it... <laughs> like that throwback? I did. Because <laughs> um, if you are now this ghost hotel, then you are a place for intelligent hauntings or or mm, uh what's the word i want Uh, when you're in control of yourself autonomous energies i guess uh because you're not just a residual haunting you're not this ghost train stuck on a track or a loop Mm -hmm. or whatever you are now a energy under your own steam that's choosing to go to a different location and be an energy under your own steam at this new location. So let's talk about that, Psychic. Let's talk about that. Yeah, tell me how this works. (laughs) Yeah, I want to know how this works as well. 
I feel like looking up ghost hotel, we're just going to get like a lot of theories on Hotel California. Yeah. And that Disney Hotel Transylvania shit that came out. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I think that should be our though, is when we have all our ghosts lined up. When we've done a lot of ghosts, we got to draw a ghost hotel. And by we, I mean you, the person who can draw. But you do all the research. You you make you make all the hard part that I don't want to deal with easy. <laughs> That's why we're just, such a good team. <laughs> we're a really good team. I'm I'm slowly but surely working on our cryptid map. Oh yeah? So, oh, I'm excited. Uh, no, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. I'm excited to get that out. I think that Port Townsend then, I guess this hotel is on our on our haunted road trip. Uh tour i'm adding this as a stop and it's gotta be yeah it's gotta be is right um i want to know if other people have gone to port townsend if they've seen this chinese ghost walking around with a big old hatchet wound on his face or if they've gone to this castle slash seminary and seen any of these ghosts or douchebags with too much gel in their hair um i hope they join us for future episodes as well not yeah. the ghosts, the people that are listening. I hope they join Well, if the ghosts want episodes. a guest on the show, then... Oh, yeah, that's totally fine. If you're tired of, like, Hotel california it up at, you know, the Manresa Castle, then um, find us at iTunes or find us on Podbean. Mm-hmm. iTunes, I make that a plural thing. Find us on iTunes. It is a plural thing. God damn it, I'm getting weird. You're hungry. Too much time. I'm hungry. I want to go eat my cheesy steak. So... <laughs> Folks, find us on iTunes, find us on Podbean. You found us on one or the other because you're listening to us, but we want you to know that we're available on both. I sometimes um, think about that. I'm like, is this just for the people who are, like, in the car yeah. with somebody who plays it but isn't going to yeah. tell them? Exactly. Perche, Liz. For whom? <laughs> Perche! Perche! <laughs> oh, shit. Well... I don't know. Maybe they're new to us. If you're new to us, then you should also come join the conversation on Facebook. Uh, read Liz's hilarious tweets and cool news stories on Twitter. Encourage me to post more on Instagram because I am slacking. <laughs> and if you get us on iTunes or on Facebook, that's where you can rate review, rate and review us. Um, and we'd love it if you'd subscribe to us on iTunes or Podbean. Because those numbers really boost our egos. Yeah. <laughs> um, other than that, we want you to live weird. Die weird. And stay weird. Thank, Thank you, you for, for listening. listening. We did it together. Yeah, we did it together. Yeah. Oh,